Hi guys, it's Agnes from MomCanDoIt.com, a blog to inspire moms to reach their potentials. Today I have 18 secrets to a happy and healthy marriage. Have you ever wondered what makes a happy and healthy marriage? What does couples do differently that makes the difference between them just being together and being happy together? When we get married, we go through our honeymoon period and for some time the euphoria continues. But what to do to continue being happy together forever? Is it even possible? The marriage is not about just coexistence and getting by through life. The marriage is supposed to be a lifelong commitment to one another. Yet so many couples end up either unhappy and divorce, or worse, they get stuck in an unhappy relationship and not try to do anything to fix it. Let me give you some facts. Now, the statistic shows that last year, in 2018, there were just fewer than 91,000 divorces, that's in heterosexual couples, with the most common reason being unreasonable behavior. Women are amongst the dominant side filing for divorce, and the most popular month to do this is January. Now, I blame the New Year's resolution. The latest statistics show that there were short of 250,000 marriages in 2016. So if you compare this to the number of divorces, that's around 36%. 36% of couples have made a mistake marrying, did not try hard enough or could no longer be bothered to carry on fighting for it. The world is changing and people adapt to trends and no longer make spontaneous decisions to marry. People choose not to marry but stay in a partnership more than ever. There is also a trend for older couples to get married and also older women becoming first-time mums. And this is particularly apparent in London. But despite this, the divorce percentage is high. So if you feel like perhaps your marriage is on a rocky ship or you just need a little advice where to improve it, I might have just the advice you're looking for. Now, I have been happily married for nearly 12 years. In fact, on the 31st of May is our 12th anniversary. With the time we've been together and having three kids, I think this is enough to demonstrate some level of consistency to talk about what makes a happy and healthy marriage. It is important to set the expectation right from the beginning. Marriage is not a fairy tale. And if you realize this right from the start, you will not be getting disappointed. However, happy and healthy marriages do exist and I hope this will cover all the secrets I have come up with that work in our relationship and I'm sure many can adapt them to their own relationships. Number one is to respect one another. This must be the most important thing on my list and not because I like this in my marriage, quite the opposite, quite the opposite my husband and I have a great deal of respect for one another. I have, I have seen many couples talk badly about one another to others and to each other as well. I have seen couples were not only verbally but physically abusive. It leads to a toxic relationship which can only end one way or else it carries on until someone gets seriously hurt. To respect others, you have to respect yourself. So if you struggle respecting others, perhaps you have some work to do on your own self-respect. Number two, accept imperfections and don't try to fix them. The truth is, nobody is perfect. 
So don't expect your partner to be perfect, as you're not perfect either, no matter how much you would like to disagree with me. If they have some flaws that really bothers you, perhaps you should discuss this and try to find a way around it or learn to compromise. Just don't try to change the person you love, as it will only lead to some more disappointments and arguments. Number three, trust each other. The healthy relationship must be built on trust, and there is no way around it. If you don't trust your partner, you will not only drive yourself insane, but also become consumed by negative thoughts and end up questioning them, almost like tracing every step they do. The trust is only gone once it's broken. And if this happens, there is still a way to build it up. But you may need some counselling, depending on how deep the scar is. Number four, work out together. And this is such a way, fun way of spending time together. And we practice this quite often with my husband, as we like exercising at home. This can also be done at the gym, but having kids bound us to keep this at home. Not only you get to impress your partner with some new moves or help them keep their technique right, but it always leads to laughter and it's just so much fun to have a buddy to push you harder. Number five, treat your partner as your best friend. This is another important thing that I believe in. We share so many secrets with my husband and can come to one another with any problem or success alike. Your partner is the only person you will that will be by your side until the end of your life, hopefully. Friends come and go, and I'm not always honest or happy for you, but your partner will be there until the end of times. Number six, admit to your mistakes and apologize when on the wrong. Uh, To me, this is something I used to struggle with, and I'm a stubborn person by nature. I do need a bit more time to think things through before I finally admit to my mistakes. And I must give this to my other half, that by him being the one that would apologize, sometimes even when I was in the wrong, over the years made me look at this from the different perspective. I think sometimes we just get so wrapped up with how we perceive things and how we feel about it, that it makes us unable to look at the matter from from the partner's perspective. So I do now, more than ever so, look from both angles, just to ensure I have at least tried seeing it from his point of view. Number seven, appreciate one another. It is important to be appreciated and likewise to appreciate your partner. The little thank you or a gesture of appreciation goes a long way and makes us want to carry on going. It is vital to a healthy relationship that we know what we do matters to your partner and that they are grateful grateful for your efforts. So don't forget and remember to say thank you, even when your partner did the very usual thing. Number eight, flirt with one another. The romance in a relationship is one that makes us feel loved and wanted. Keep the sparkle going by being flirty. Send a text during the day with a little compliment or gentle touch can really be the start of a flirty game that leads to a further intimacy between the couple. I can recommend this really good book, which is called 101 Ways to Flirt, if you are looking for more ideas. Number nine, set time for a date. 
that everyday life, work, kids, house chores, hobbies can be so time consuming that we end up leaving our partner somewhere at the very bottom of the priority list. Make time for each other by setting up a day where you spend time with each other, just the two of you, no kids, no friends or interruptions. Simple dinner night, movie date or dance in a club or whatever you two like doing can reunite you two as a couple. It is hard to do when you have kids, hence I and my husband have a movie night in the house or very occasionally we ask somebody to babysit so that we can go out to a dinner or a dance. Not as often as we like to, but this will change once the kids grow up a bit and can be left home alone, I hope. Number 10. Go back the memory lane. If you have been together for, for a few years already, this is a great way to bring back the memories from the time you were young and just at the beginning of your times together. We sometimes look back at the photos and talk about the experiences we have been together. We both love this exercise as it makes us appreciate even more how much we have achieved together over the years and appreciate one another even more. Number 11. Help each other with little things. Without being asked for help, do some little things that would make your partner life a little easier. Empty the dishwasher, set the washing up, empty the bin, prepare the lunch, whatever it is that you don't usually do, but know it will help a little to go a mile in a relationship. We practice this very often and it really makes us appreciate each other even more. Number 12. Don't let your emotions drive your arguments and stay within the boundaries of respect even when having an argument. Now what I mean here is often when we feel upset, usually during the argument, we tend to reach for words that hurt and they hurt deep. You must have heard before, words can cut deeper than knife and this is so true. Negative words stuck in our heads and can keep bothering us and hurting for much longer than we would like to. Likewise, when we fire bad words towards our loved ones, they will hear them in their, in their heads much longer to what we will even remember saying them. So when in the heat of a moment, stay respectful to each other and say things in a way that put the point across, but don't use the hateful or swear at your partner. Besides, a bad argument can lead to a breakup, so be mindful of this. I do like the article of another blogger, uh, which is a good point about how to argue without ruining the relationship. So if you go to my blog post, you can see the link to this. Number 13, work as a team. Now, this is especially important when being a parent. Every person has their ways of how to raise the children and they might not necessarily align with your partner's ways. So if you two do not agree on certain ways your partner, you parent your kids, try to talk this over without the presence of kids, of course, and find a common ground. We have had many things we did not agree on when it comes to raising our kids and over the years we have had many discussions and learned the way we go about things and now work as a team. This is important that kids see 
you work as a team, as otherwise they will take one parent for granted and now they will get away with certain things with one parent and take advantage of their weaker link. Number 14. Communicate your needs. Don't expect your partner to read your mind. My mum is one I will use as an example of a bad communicator in a relationship here. My parents have been married for 35 years and my mum will never learn this until she asks my dad for something. It will not be auctioned by him. Sorry, Why? Because he's not psychic. He cannot read his mind, her mind. I see this happen so often. People seem to think that sometimes, somewhat, they par- they partner will read their mind or think in the same way as them. If something is obvious to you, it does not necessarily mean it's obvious to somebody else. You need to communicate effectively. So if your partner c- can understand what is going on through your mind, how else would they know? And not everyone is just naturally a good communicator, but there are ways to improve those skills. And I can highly recommend the book that would improve your communication. And it's called Four Essential Keys to Effective Communication, which is written by Bento C. Lel. And you can find that on my blog as well. Number 15. Listen to each other. And to add to communication above, you too need to learn to listen. This one is my husband's weak point. Sometimes he just does not listen, or maybe he just can't remember. And I get frustrated, as I would tell him about something, and a few days later, he would ask me about the same thing, despite me already telling him about it. But I just go with the point to cover the buff, and don't try to fix this, his imperfection, or, and just let it go. Number 16. Have a bit of alone time. It is crucial to realize that the relationship is made up of two individuals that have its own identity, needs and interests. And as such, they need to spend time developing their own interests on their own. Allow this for each other to take some time alone. Whether this is a short break abroad or fancy retreat just on their own, it's okay to do what they want to do alone. As long as it's within the boundaries of your relationship acceptance, what I mean is you are both comfortable with this idea, you should take some time alone every so often. A healthy relationship should not restrict you from doing things you love. And also, if you love and respect one another, you wouldn't want to do anything that would hurt each other's feelings. Number 17. Support each other. Support each other on every journey you go through. I have recently finished my study journey, which has taken me years to complete, and the one and only supported all the way through was my husband. He was the one cheering me on and keeping me going, even when I failed so many times along the way and I wanted to give up. If you could, if you cheer each other on whatever the new adventures you are taking, it will only make things easier. The support you give might make the difference between fail and the success. So show your support and cheer them on. It adds the whole new meaning to the journey, knowing that you have the support of loved ones. Number 18. 
Accept the changes you both going through. Over the years, people change. Their perception changes, their priorities change, the things they like might change, and likewise, things they don't like change. Accept and appreciate those changes rather than making comments such as, you've never used to do this, or you've changed. Yes, you have changed. You have grown older, wiser, and with all the life lessons along the way, you have just changed the way you think and perceive things. And so will your partner. So when you realize that something has changed in your partner, rather than accusing them of anything to, to look for a reason to worry, embrace the changes. And if it really worries you, communicate. Talk things through so that you can understand what is going on. Conclusion. So there were my 18 top secrets to happy and healthy marriage. The relationship between two people is complex enough to write a book about it. And with every human being having a different set of minds, beliefs, cultural backgrounds and past experiences, it will only take one thing that will keep them stronger together. And this is love. As long as there is a love, the couple can go through many difficulties in differences and work things out. I would love to hear from you. What are your secrets to a happy and healthy marriage? Please let me know. Thank you.